Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Is. And of course, Sendix is Kitty Corner. And we're now able to service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. So if you'd like to take a look at our offices and all of us that work here, just go to ellenbecker.com. My guest today is Doug Edmonds, and his wife Terry is also here. And Doug is a photographer. And if you've been to my office, you know that I love photography. And um, so this is kind of an unusual show. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things and when I had the opportunity recently to talk to Doug as I went to one of his shows he was talking about how he really got started and this was just sort of a happens it wasn't something that he had planned but it had a passion and he followed his passion and so often when I sit down with clients and they're thinking about retirement I'll say well what is your passion <laughs> they mm-hmm. kind of look at me blankly and they're not exactly sure what their passion is and then they'll think about it a little bit. So I'd really love to do that, but I never really went after it. And one of the things that Doug did is he did go after something that he really enjoyed and sort of went towards that risk. And I was just recently looking at the word courage. And courage is when, courage comes from the heart. When you really think of the lion looking for his heart, you know, and and looking for his courage. And it takes courage to let go of something that is... um, solidified you know that's there to follow your passion and follow your dream and what Doug will tell us a little bit about is that his passion turned into his business and turned into his love and into his career and some really amazing things that you couldn't have even have predicted really started up for you and so I'll just start out by welcoming Terry welcoming Doug thank you very much to the show and uh, how how did you and I meet (laughs) well I'm a commercial photographer, and I service a lot of uh, corporations, magazines, advertising, design agencies, that type of thing. And uh, I was associated with a what's now called uh, MKE Lifestyle Magazine, uh, uh, M Magazine, uh, and it was uh, through them. They have a architectural or dwelling section in their magazine, and so they assign uh, me regularly to photograph architectural homes and uh, it's all residential uh, architectural photography and uh, for some way I'm not sure <laughs> how how they found you um, but you had just uh, been renovating a uh, uh, condominium in Milwaukee that uh, they were uh, aware of and so they assigned me to me co- come to you <laughs> And say, photograph uh, this condominium. And so that's, uh, I walked in with my uh, my big uh, equipment and all of that stuff and my, uh, and walked in there and we, we met and we started talking and uh, well, something more happened than just, uh, I think, some wonderful photographs. Yes. But uh, we struck up... Uh, 
uh, the beginning of a, a lovely relationship that I wasn't really sure where it was going to go. <laughs> but um, perhaps we'll uh, we'll get to uh, that a little bit later. But that that's how we met. So you were doing photography, and I remember the magazine calling and saying, we're going to do a series of um, condos and renovations in the city because they were trying to really show people that moving down into downtown Milwaukee was really a fun, hopping, hippin' place to be. And I remember being so nervous and came in, and, well, the funny thing about it was it took me about two hours to dress. <laughs> <laughs> makeup and you weren't taking pictures of me (laughs) it was my couch and my furnishings but I thought that was I mean I didn't have any idea but I thought that that was really kind of cute and fun and I know from there I've just sort of followed your career and been able to talk with you about different things and just recently I was able to go to a a gallery that you had in Thienesville to look at some really incredible um, photographs that you did and then I learned more about you know I thought that I knew a lot about you but I know I was standing there in a group you were talking to some people about some of the things you did and I went whoa I didn't know that and I've known this guy a really long time now I didn't know that Mm -hmm. and I thought what a wonderful journey you've had and so many times my clients are really looking to figure out how do I how do I go towards something that I really want to do how do I take that risk and where does that trust come from you know, and that courage to move towards something like that. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to find out how your career actually started. Welcome to Money Sets. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. My two guests today are Doug and Terry Edmonds, and they have had a photography business for over 25 years right here in Milwaukee. And um, I guess I would say, tell us how you got, how you started, because I know you were a teacher, an art teacher to begin with. <laughs> That's right. I was uh, uh, graduated from a university uh, in Madison, and uh, uh, art education, and so I was uh, trained as a teacher, and uh, I got a, a job right out of right out of college, um, which is a wonderful story. But we'll that that's for another time. <laughs> um, so much of my life is based on serendipity and and chance relationships and so forth that you never know when a door is going to open um, through relationship. And that's how I got my first job, um, just this chance uh, meeting with a superintendent of schools in a small little town in in Wisconsin. And he said, come on down. We've got an opening for an art teacher down there. I said, whoa. <laughs> so that's how that started. Um, right out of uh, the university, I've been trained as a not just as a teacher, but my real passion was art, painting, uh, sculpture. And uh, uh, I I bought my first camera to photograph my sculpture installations in galleries. That was in my senior year at the university. So um, I applied that that path for a number of years and... uh, that first camera that I bought to photograph my sculpture, 
I suddenly realized, oh, my goodness. I became passionate about taking pictures. Never dreamed, ever dreamed in those early years that I was going to be able to make a living doing that. I was amazed that, (laughs) my gosh, there's people that actually make a living doing this? And... But I was never trained as a photographer. I have never had, uh, in over 35, 40 years, I've never had one class in photography. Everything was learned because of my passion for it. And then I would make mistakes, and then I would have to figure out how to remedy that and so forth. Basically self-taught. Um, and so that's, uh, that's how I got into photography. And it got to the point where I was so passionate about it, I just turned in my resignation at the public schools in Madison um, and said, I have to pursue photography. I just I just have to do it. I mean, to me, there was no choice. I remember my father thinking I was a raving lunatic, you know. <laughs> If I was still a, a, a school teacher, I'd be long retired with pension <laughs> and everything. What was I thinking? But anyway, uh, we launched into, I launched into uh, being a, quote, photographer. Let's talk about where you are today, what's happened. You've got a pretty exciting thing going on in your life in terms of being offered an opportunity to go out of state, to go out of the country, right. to demonstrate what you've done with your architectural art. Again, uh, so much uh, things that have come to my aid, if you will, uh, that have advanced my career uh, is basically based on, on faith. Faith. You believe in yourself. You believe. You follow your passions. And, and later on, uh, my faith in God. So... I put all of those things together, and it takes a lot of a lot of pressure off you <laughs> when you know you're not wh- in charge. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 really does. It it you you learn after so many years. Uh, faith. Uh, let me put it this way: faith in yourself, faith in, uh, for me, God, faith in other people. And that boils down to relationships. So I am a huge, huge believer in really nurturing good, wonderful relationships. You want to work with people that that you don't necessarily have to like them, but you realize we have a lot in common. We enjoy each other's company, and we were gracious to one another. You want to work with people that are gracious. And so if you follow that thing, you follow your passion, you put your faith in certain things, and you look for and follow relationships that, that really nurture a, um, a common goal, a common decency, a common faith in our, in our case, and all the, all the specifics follow from that. Do you know, it brings up a, a story that I have when I was a, a young girl, very young, long time ago. <laughs> I, I was a sophomore in high school, <laughs> a very long time ago. And I remember, I mean, this is just a crazy story, but I was going to, um, I was talking to one of my um, 
friends and saying, you know, I'm going to ask Hank to morph. And at that time, morph was like Sadie Hawkins or Prom Backwards. Um, I actually was at Nicolay High School. And I went up to um, Hank the next day, and I invited him. And he goes, oh, Sally just invited me which was the girl that I had just told that I was going to the night before, invite him. And so I'm at my girlfriend Isla's house, and we are sitting there eating potato chips on the counter. I still can picture us. We're both sitting there, arms right next to each other. We'd never do that to each other. We would never do that. How could someone do that to me? You know, one of these young girls. And all of a sudden, we hear this voice in the background, and it's her father. And he's got a little yarmulke on his head, and he's my girlfriend Isla. To me, now it seems like she was six feet tall but she wasn't. But her father seemed like three feet tall, you know? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he says, girls, girls, do you know how to tell a true friend? And we put our arms around each other. We go, we're true friends. We were, we're true friends. And he goes, no, really. Do you know how to tell a true friend? And we both looked at him and he just kept on talking. And he said, there will always be people in your life who will be there for you when things are really difficult because they can feel something with that. They're getting something from it themselves. But you can tell who your true friends are because they're in the bad times and the good times. Because in the good times, they have to get over their own jealousy or their own want to have what you have. And I've never forgotten that. A true mm -hmm. friend is there in the, in the difficult times, but also in the good times. And I've experienced that in my career, that there's been a lot of people who have helped me along the way, but there's a certain number of people who I feel who have been there through it all and that I can count on and that I know will celebrate who I am. And I think that's what you've experienced in your life, too. You've had a lot of people who want to celebrate who you are and what you stand yeah. for and the things that you've done, Yeah, which is really, really fun. But now tell, got to tell them, I started with that. Tell them where you're going and what's okay. happened. And I mean, this is really exciting. That's why we're going to do this. Well, um, let's get one uh, bit of painful information on the table here. <laughs> I'm going to be 73 years old. <laughs> and there are many people that are my age. Uh, I've been at some of your events and so forth, and I'm sitting at a table with people that are younger than me, and they've been retired for five years. <laughs> and I'm thinking, now, wait a minute. What am I doing wrong? Well, the thing that I'm doing is I'm following my passion. Yes. You see, the photography, and I don't care what you do, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a mechanic or whatever whatever it is that you do, um, you're going to it's, I, here's how I put it. It's not what I do, it's who I am. I am a artist. I happen to use the f photography uh, to you know uh, work that dream out to make it you know art. I, I like the way it looks, I like color, I like composition. I like all, all the artsy stuff. But basically, it's 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 what we, who we are, and and Terry is the same way. Terry uh, and I are, um, we're like one. We're a single per. We're together. This is crazy. We're together. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. <laughs> we're at home. We're traveling. We're doing everything. Everything is together, and uh, not everybody's capable of doing that. But I've learned that we, 
I've learned to appreciate her on a level that uh, makes that possible, I think. And she has a, a, a remarkable ability to forgive and for, she doesn't always she doesn't always forget but she does forgive and she has talents that are essential to doing what we're doing so let me let me morph into this uh, the commercial photography pays the bills and i do all sorts of photography and i'm still doing it at a very regular level but i've never given up my desire to do art and over the years um, to make a living, to raise a family, you know, save money for re- <laughs> there is no retirement. <laughs> I, that's that's a misnomer for us, Karen. We you know. well now, no, I am going to just throw in here, not because you can't, it's because you're choosing not to. <laughs> well, well, like me, like me. Well, and so and so <laughs> here we are. We're plugging, we're plugging along, and we're looking. We're starting to do a little traveling, and we're starting to enjoy certain parts. And we get an email from this place in Venice, Italy, and I'm thinking, "What is this? We are inviting you to the uh, 2020 Architectural Venice Biennale uh, from May to November 2020." And uh, we want you, and it's an invitation to be part of this international exhibition. And I'm thinking, oh boy, more junk mail, more, <laughs> more, you know, it's just, you know. And I, you know, t- Terry saw it too because it was written to her too. Um, and so we did a little digging and we said, now oh, wait a minute. This is the real thing. This, these people, that's a legitimate show. And it's not only a legitimate sh- exhibition, it's probably the premier, most reputable, and most distinguished art exhibition internationally in the world. And you have to be invited. I th- I'm thinking, I'm looking at Terry, and I'm thinking, how did they find us? <laughs> I'm just this, you know, you know, and I... Uh, I'm self-deprecating in many in many ways. Uh, I lost my uh, ego many years ago <laughs> in, when I moved to New York and said, "I'm going to make it here." <laughs> At, I got uh, I got a rude awakening there, and so uh, it was legitimate. And it turns out, after and Terry did this, uh, she did a little research. What, what did you find out about the number of people that? Oh, I, I went. I went back and I looked at their past exhibitions and to see who was part of it, and I counted the number of photographers that were in their last show, which would, they do this every other year, so it would have been 2018. And there were 26 total photographers throughout the world that were there, and there were six from the United States. So that's a pretty select yes, number. That is. Yeah. And how did they find you? All they said was, we have a committee that that's what they do. They look. They scour, basically, the world of photography internationally. All these, you know, how many countries and so forth are represented and so forth. And so they, they want a cross-section of people. And they said from uh, a lot of them are architects 
and architectural firms, uh, university and, and uh, educational um, programs and departments and so forth. And so they bring in what they feel are the best representatives of the state of, in my case, architecture. And so these are, these are world-famous architects and all of that stuff, and they, and they also invite some artists and photographers kind of to tag along. And, and so they, they said, we want uh, just the highest quality, you know, most experienced and uh, reputable uh, people internationally, and then some emerging artists and so forth. And so as you, as you, as they start peeling the onion, <laughs> sooner or later they get to, you know, somebody like me who they i don't know maybe they picked me out of a hat or whatever but it gives you it gives you a lot of hope that when you often hear about committees that jury different art venues mm-hmm. and things and so often people think it's you buy your way in and obviously this was something that was very reputable and they're right. picking on ability and they're picking on the work that you've produced and the difference that you can make and the difference that people can learn and grow from what you're doing, which really kind of gives you hope because you, yeah. so often you've got this feeling like, hmm, I wonder how they got in or right. in, that's, right. in that venue. But I think what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about um, the portraits that you've done, and one of them is with Andy Warhol. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. If you would like to know know more about us, just go to ellenbecker.com. We would love to have you come in and and visit with us and see our offices. And if you go online and look at them, since I work here all the time, I'm here, um, I've always felt that as a kid growing up, all of the important discussions and all of the parties and the connections you talked about, Doug, the connections were always made around the kitchen table. And so our offices are kind of an offspring of houses and our conference rooms, our tables, our dining room tables, because I think exactly what you said Doug, earlier, it is all about the relationship and taking the time to listen. My two guests today are Doug and Terry Edmonds, and they've had a photography business here in Milwaukee for 25 years, and they've now just been invited to the most prestigious, um, it's a uh, not an art show, it's really a photography show, but it's based on things that you've done, and most of that, I'm guessing, ended up in magazines and things like that for different businesses, which is where they found you. Right. The um, Probably, they do most of their searching online, and so, you know, we, we don't have a huge presence online, but we do have a website, and it just so shows you how thorough people are when um, there's some very discerning people out there, I think we underestimate the um, uh, the passion that certain people have for investigating things and looking for things, and 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 they're looking for um, not just individual things, but they they want to be part of something bigger, and they want to uh, invite as many people. It's kind of like throwing a party, yeah. you know. A, an art exhibition is basically throwing a party. 
and uh, you just bring your best stuff and you share it and you and you learn from each other and so forth. It's just it's sitting down. You know, I suppose it's it's like going to a symposium or or whatever. You know, uh, and so you you hear from different people and and you you pick up some things. So, um, but anyway, in terms of um, Andy, Andy's, and and other you did uh, you did also, right. uh, Lily to- Lily Tomlin, Lily Tomlin, yeah, and uh, Aaron Copeland and Ella Fitzgerald and and a number of other people. But let let me just give you a little timeline of of what brought that up. Uh, it all started with portraiture. Um, back in Madison, uh, very, very early on, that's when I had quit teaching and I was going to be a photographer, I began taking portraits of uh, a variety of my friends and so forth. And what I, I, I was trying to emulate a very famous photographer, um, Richard Avedon, that I had admired, a uh, New York photographer, fashion photographer mostly, but his portraiture was... I was trying to copy him, you know, which is a good way to learn something. You find something you like, and and it's kind of falls in line with what you do. Copy them, <laughs> you know, just 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 see if you can you can do what they do. And so um, the style of the photography was black and white and so forth. And so I took a bunch of pictures and I said, "Wow, I really like these. These are really nice." And I started showing them to some people in in uh, Madison. I showed them to the art director of. Um, the Madison Arts Center at that time it was called. And he said, oh, man, these are really, really good. Well, I came up with the idea of doing a mass portrait of Madison, and I called it Citizen. And the idea was to give a portrait of the city by showing portraits of people from every walk of life that I could think of in Madison. So over a year and a half, I photographed maybe 80 I think between 80 and 90 people, um, everyone from the governor of the state to the head of the Supreme Court to uh, merchants, cab drivers, uh, attorneys, uh, professors, you know, um, just people from all walks of life and had this exhibition at the Madison Arts Center. It was a, it was a Astounding success! It was just like I was all of a sudden burst onto the scene, and everybody <laughs> had a seat. Magazine, Madison Magazine, both newspapers. I mean, I was interviewed, and I was, and that was that was the genesis of my commercial photography because people wanted to use my style of photography for their advertising. So it just opened the door, but it wasn't intended to be that kind of a thing. Well, I finished with that, and I and I was all pumped up. I was just like, "Oh man, I've I've arrived," <laughs> you know. Little did I know that I didn't make a cent off from <laughs> the thing. All I got was a lot of pats on the back and notoriety, but it did open the door to the commercial world. Yeah. So that 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 was valuable. And so I got this idea. Oh, I love doing this. And I'm talking with Terry, let's do it on a national scale. <laughs> you know, I couldn't get my fat head through a door by that time because I, I was so proud of myself because of of my accomplishments. And I went around. I said, I didn't know anybody. I had no background. I had no magazine behind me. I had no money. I had nothing except this great idea. 
I said, well, how am I going to get to people on a national scale of notoriety, accomplishment, uh, whatever, fame, fortune, is some... Who do I even go to? I didn't have any, even have a list of anybody. So I, the idea was I'll go around and I'll talk to each person that I photographed. And this is where relationships come in. I'm, who do they know? And so I went around and, and um, I asked each person, uh, over 80 people, each one of them, I asked, who do you know on a national scale? And that's when I coined a term, you're only, I, I probably didn't coin it, it's not original, but it was original to me, you're only one person away from knowing anyone in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found out. And so Terry and I, we traveled um, for about five or six years throughout the country following the leads that other people had given us. They wrote letters of introduction. They made calls for us. They, they, they opened the door, if you will. Um, and so we began, we began to travel to take their portraits. And I said, I'm doing this national portrait series. Would you like to be part of it? And of course, you know, because the head of the you know, the Supreme, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court had written a letter for me, they're probably going to listen because I'd photographed him. And so one thing led to another, uh, and uh, relatively early on, um, I had got an introduction to a person of some uh, significance in the world of art, Henry Geltzoller. He was a curator uh, at the museum, uh, Metropolitan Museum in New York City. I photographed him. He said, hey, how would you like to photograph Andy Warhol? <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, sure. That would be great, you know. But he didn't give me anything but the the privilege of using his name. He gave me no phone number. He named, I had no idea how to contact Warhol. So the, over the next year and a half, we went through uh, quite a bit. And eventually, um, I, I was able to reach his his studio in New York City called The Factory. Anybody who is familiar with the world of art know that Andy Warhol was, is, is much as an icon as, he, as his art is. And so I called up. And the first call to his studio, got a hold of the, his secretary or whatever. He, secretary went away, said, just a minute, and uh, came back on the phone. He said, Andy said, okay. And I said, yes. <laughs> and I said, did he say when? He said, no. <laughs> and so for many, uh, many weeks later, multiple trips to New York, I finally. Uh, Got your 15 minutes with Andy. We had eventually led to 15 minutes with Andy. And I ha now have an exhibition of Andy Warhol portraits that we put together. And I've titled it 15 minutes with Andy. And, uh, Reason being that he gave us exactly 15 minutes, and it coincides with a very famous uh, uh, statement that he made that everybody is going to be famous for 15 minutes yes. someday. So that dovetailed together, and that's how we, uh, I guess, how this radio program came together because of this recent exhibition I had of these portraits. 
you, uh, you were kind enough to come visit and to look at it. And uh, um, I think it's it's so important for um, my listeners and for people to understand the great things that are happening and the people that are able to accomplish them in Milwaukee, because nobody really knows that this has happened except a few people that you've told and you know and I think getting the word out I mean this is really a very special opportunity that you have and some of the things that you've done but I really wanted my my listeners to hear your passion and how you just stuck to it and you pushed through your fear and you just persevered really to make something happen and I know we're going to take a quick break and we come back um, I haven't forgotten you, Terry, because I know you've said to me as we've talked about retirement, you know, I've been retired for a long time. I've gotten to travel. I've gotten to do all the things, doing the things that we love. And you and I have had the conversation where I'll probably never retire. I love what I'm doing. I just love it. And there are people who have an opportunity to be in a career where they're doing something that they can do for as long as they want. But there's a lot of people who, you know, retire and their paycheck stops. And I've often said, you know, what do you want to do in retirement? It's like, I don't know. And I I think part of it is just listening to yourself because you listened to the things that your intuition was telling you. And I know even for me when I started in this business, I mean, I only had a a war bond that my grandfather had given me. (laughs) You know, I had a war bond. And, um, And I didn't have any economics and I didn't have that. But I had such a passion for people and for doing the right thing. And the things, when I look at the pictures and I look at the things that you've done, they're really to lift people up, and, and they're beautiful, and, and they say a lot. They say a lot about you, but they say a lot about our world. And so often we don't get to see the good stuff that's going on. And so I wanted to bring the good stuff, and I wanted my clients to hear that you really do have an opportunity to create something for yourself if you're willing to. You know, I don't want to say pay the price, but there is a price, Mm -hmm. you know, giving up things and doing the different things. But the reward is so amazing. And what's so beautiful about you being invited to this prestigious um, exhibition Mm -hmm. is that you weren't even expecting it. Yeah. It is truly a gift. Oh, she's telling me we've got to take a break. I see her. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. My guest today is Doug and Terry Edmonds, and they have a photography studio. But also, it's just been wonderful. Um, you can see their Andy Warhol. You've also got other other things that you've done that are beautiful. And um, again, I wrote it down. I can't even find it here. The name of the event that you're going to in Europe. Well, it's. I've had to repeat it many times myself just to remember it. It's the. Uh, 2020 architectural, um, see, I can't even remember. Time, space, existence. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's an uh, international exhibition uh, premiering the world of architecture worldwide um, through many different uh, professional 
architects and so forth, and anyone related to architecture in any way. And, of course, I photograph a lot of mm-hmm. architectural stuff, so that's, that's how I fit into that uh, puzzle. You know, this is so, so much in alignment with what I love because I'm so involved with the Milwaukee Film Festival as well. Mm. And they're bringing artists from all over the world to educate us. And one of the things about Money Sense is always about educating educating my audience on, on finance and, and a whole bunch of things. But right now, I think as I'm aging and my clients age with me, we're starting to look at those things that, that are really important, like relationships and what you want to do in these, in these final years. And we, all my clients say is, I still want to feel that I bring value. I still, you know, I quit working, but I still want to bring value. And so it's following this passion and figuring out, taking the time to figure out what that passion is. And I know that I I laughed, Terry, because you talk about we've already been retired. And um, I have so many, I have a client at one point, going back to something that you said that retired. And one day she came into the office and she walked really quick and her husband was behind. She said, find him a job. Find him a job. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been working together all these years. So, Terry, give us a little spin on your take on all of this that's happened because you are a team. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot. For, I, in fact, I always say I've got so many wonderful clients that have been married for so long. It's something that I'll never have. It's something that I'm never going to have 40 years or 50 yeah. years or 30 years, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Keep counting. But, you know, it's, it's a really I, – I just admire so much my clients that, that genuinely have been able to maintain and build these relationships. And you two have really gone through a lot, and you've built it together. And I love it when you come in because you're always so excited about all the things that have happened to mm-hmm. you and the blessings mm-hmm. that they are. Well, it is true, I think, that you have to keep busy, and you know, which is kind of one of the reasons why I joke with Doug and say we can't ever retire, because what would we do? <laughs> but on the flip side, you know, when I look back at our lives and I think, well, you know, I'll never forget reading Money Magazine like 25 years ago, and somebody that was 35 just retired, and I'm like, wait, what? But then if you read further, it says, well, they just quit their job doing this, and now they started their own business. Well, we started our own business 35 years ago doing a passion that we both love. So in a sense, we've been retired forever. (laughs) (laughs) And we kind of are able to, you know, now work at our own pace, which is great. Um, But yeah, it's, it's all been... When I look back, there is like who knows who knew that I would have ever photographed all these famous people with Doug. And in those years, I was like, well, I don't even know who they are. You know, okay, I'll go along. Uh, Let let me jump in, and and because she's not going to bang her own drum on this issue, (laughs) so I, I need to to mention this. We didn't start saving anything until I was over forty. There's the art side of us, and we've been talking a lot about that. Right. And, and we're, we're this little nucleus of a team, but we need somebody to come alongside of us who has expertise in something that we don't. It's that, complex, but it's, it's... I think the big thing is, and it's like, any, it's like anything else, when, you know, we're, we're experts in certain areas and there's other areas that we're not, and, and being able to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I will say, listening and learning... Mm-hmm. 
and taking the time to really focus on mm-hmm. and what really mm-hmm. matters to you yes. and what you want the end result is. I think that's the most rewarding thing for me is when you can sit down and you can help somebody to become comfortable with what they've had. You've worked so right. hard for what you have and weren't connected to it. Right. And now you right. are totally connected to it. Just like you're connected to your passion with your art and the things that you do, it's really education mm-hmm. and and trust. So if anybody would like to get in touch with you, I know that you are raising money for this trip. How yeah, is that th- working? Well, th- how does th- that that's, work? That's how the Andy Warhol thing came into being because we, we have to raise many, many thousands of dollars yes. to be part of this. It's a nonprofit organization that's running it out of Amsterdam, European uh, Cultural Center. Uh, they sponsor all of this stuff, and and the they have huge palazzos that have been turned into art galleries and so forth. So they have a, a tremendous amount of expenses that go into them putting the show on, and they they each artist has to have sponsorship. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. neither one of us. We're not going to spend our life savings to do this right, and right. so forth. So we're, we're, we had to come up a way of, of getting some people to help sponsor us, uh, basically raise money mm-hmm. for us to do this. Very, very expensive. The logistics from here to uh, Italy are considerable and, and so on and so forth. And so I was coming up with what could we do to help raise, um, you know, interest people in in sponsoring us, I said, I have photographs of Andy Warhol. Maybe we could sell those. Yeah. And that spun off into something basically. Can they still see this exhibition? Uh, no, it's been taken down. Okay. The next exhibitions are going to be in February uh, down in Naples, uh, Sarasota, and Tampa, Florida. Okay. And we're. And do you have these online if they want to go online? Uh, At all, not or? yet. Okay, I, I would say we ha- we have um, everything in our studio. If anybody wanted to come and see oh, them, okay. they'd be more than you know happy to do a private showing. But yeah, they, we is that in Cedarburg? Yes. Okay, and yes. so that's um, you just give a call, or actually, what you could do the easiest is go to Edmund Studio E D M U N D S S Studios dot com. And right. phone numbers and information mm-hmm. is, is there, there right. if you'd like to see right. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And. Um, so that's uh, that's where we are with all of that. And uh, Terry, what we would do. you like? What would you like to leave our listeners with today? You've got the shortest amount of time. Oh boy, that's pressure there, Karen. <laughs> I know you've got about a minute. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, I was just thinking that if they wanted, if anybody was interested in seeing a couple of the Andes that we've done, we do have on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's at Edmonds.photos. They can they can check out anything there. Okay. They're they're different than any any photographs that have ever oh, they're been amazing. taken of him. It's they're just absolutely they're amazing. incredible. They're very well crafted. They're just amazing. Yes. They're not paparazzi. They're and we've had everything appraised. So they are his personality. They are yep. and so worth worth seeing. So worth worth seeing. And and the, the thing that we've made very special about them is that they're limited edition. Um. This, uh, which is the finest art out there, usually is yes. either one-off or limited editions, which makes them extremely collectible. Look at all the hair you had in that picture. I know. I know it's <laughs> and brown. Yeah. And brown. I know. I know. 
Karen's, Karen's looking at a picture of me. <laughs> taking the photo of taking Andy. Taking a photograph no. of Andy. That well, is great. Well, I know. I'm going to get done. We're going to finish. I want to thank both of you for coming in today. This is exciting. Um, you can go to their website again at Edmonds Studio. Dot com and get any information that you want. And thank you both for being on the show. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great weekend. Bye.